thought you were just admitting to being crazy. Yes, I'm quite comfortable with that. When it is all over, half the world will be dead. This is the biggest news story since the vanishing. You listen to me. You drag this line of nonsense into the public eye. We're both finished. Now I'm more like an actor. The Antichrist will declare himself as God. Seem like a stretch even for them. How do we know who we can trust? Trust God. The world is suffering. We are on the brink of mass insanity. What happens to the rest of us? Doesn't it seem strange that it's still so easy to dismiss it even though we saw it with our own eyes? That trailer is absolutely gripping. Uh, whether you're a person of faith or not, but if you're a person of faith, it probably helps just a little bit. Uh, Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. It is the newest movie by Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo not only stars in this movie, he is the director of this movie. It is the latest in a Left Behind series, one that was a sequel to the 2014 Left Behind starring Nicolas Cage. And we're joined now by Kevin Sorbo to talk about what this movie means and why it's so important right now. Kevin Sorbo, thanks for taking the time and joining us here in Cleveland. How are you? I'm very fine, sir. I'm just a little bummed out my Minnesota Vikings lost, but I knew all year they didn't have a very good defense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over that right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough loss to take. That I, I I feel bad for you there, although not not as bad as I feel for the poor San Diego Chargers giving up a twenty-seven to nothing lead on Saturday. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is true. That was a pretty amazing weekend. But anyway, I look at a Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. Um, you hit it on the nail. You don't have to be a person of faith to watch this movie because it's really an action thriller. Yes, it does deal with the book. Does deal with the Book of Revelation. You even call it a sci-fi movie. You know, so. But the reality is, um, you know, it, it, it comes off uh, the, the best-selling books, the Left Hand books by Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins. They sold 80 million copies in the last 20-plus years. It's been owned by the Cloud 10 gents out of, um, out of Toronto. And they did an amazing job with this script because they really made it up-to-date. And we got, uh, we got the serious nod of approval from Jerry Jenkins himself. Tim LaHaye passed away years ago. But uh, Jerry said it's by far the best. Uh, left behind movie ever and uh it's it's a great movie and i hope people get out and support this thing it opens january 26th go to leftbehindmovie.com leftbehindmovie.com to find out uh, the trailer see the full trailer and also find out what theater is showing near you yeah and you know it's funny you say it could almost be a sci-fi movie paul alon one of your producers i read his his line and i think it's fascinating he said this is a true story it just hasn't happened yet and that's essentially yeah. what the people of faith who watch your movie are going to be really you know uh, drawn in by i think yeah, no, no question. Uh, it, it, deal, it deals six months later after the last movie that they came out uh, eight years ago with Nicholas Cage playing Rayford Steele. I took over that role. Plus, as you mentioned, I directed as well. I was surrounded by an amazing cast with Corbin Burnson and, and uh, Neil McDonough and uh, Bailey Chase. Uh, got Greg Perot's got these fantastic Sarah Fisher. My wife's actually in it. There's a couple of wonderful scenes that she don't did. Forget and, Sam, don't forget uh, Sam Sorbo. Sam Sorbo's in there, and my son Shane Sorbo, I mean, uh, Braden Sorbo's in there as well. And um, uh, they like it so much, actually, Cloud 10, they're writing the sequel to this one right now, and I'll probably be uh, writing, I mean, directing and starring in that one at the end of this year. Now, I think an obvious question would be, it is eight years since the, uh, since the last episode or the last uh, movie in this, in, in this series. Uh, that's a long time between sequels. Why did it take so long for this one to get made? It, it's, actually been, it's been actually been eight years since the last one. Oh, what did and I say? Did I say six? I'm sorry, eight years. Yes. You said, no, you said a year. I thought you said a year. Oh, no, um, no. I, then I did say eight because I'm looking at the 2014 just like you are. So, yeah. So, no, I did say eight just must not have heard it right. But anyway, yeah, we don't. We know it's. We know it's. How about this? It's nearly a decade. Uh, that's a long time between. <laughs> right. That's a long time between between films that are that is you know a sequel a sequel story. So, what, what took so long? 
Well, I, I think uh, there were there were some things going on within the the rights of the last movie, and I think it became sort of a court case and stuff like that. So it took a while to settle all those things. And uh, you know, when the lawyers get involved, they love to drag things on. And so a year, two years ago, they said everything's settled. We're ready to go. We're going to rewrite the script because we want to bring it up to date. Uh, what the chaotic world we're living in now. Um, we definitely talk about uh, virus. We talk about the, the violence and the anger and the hatred and the burning of cities and all that. And uh, really, this is it's six months later. And okay, what's left? I mean, the people that know millions upon millions of people disappear from the face of the earth. Well, you know, there's going to be deniers still. They're going, well, it was aliens or, you know, but then, you know, a lot of people are going to go, wait a minute, we were wrong. So, uh, you know, this is a movie I think that's going to touch people in a lot of different ways. And it's going to obviously probably bring about some pretty ferocious debates, too. But uh, I, lo- I love being part of this movie. I read those books years ago. And now to be part of that family, it's sort of full circle for me because I did a movie 12 years ago with uh, Dallas Jenkins directing. Right now, Dallas is huge with The Chosen, which is like monstrous around the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jerry Jenkins actually funded that movie. It's called What If? And it was. The same writers that did a movie they did called God's Not Dead, which is a big hit. But in my book, What If, is a better movie. So I'm going to recommend What If to people who have never seen What If. But I really do hope people fill up the theaters uh, January 26th weekend because uh, we got to get people to you know fill up those seats and make sure the movie continues the following week. Now, th- this will be a limited release, right? So uh, it-, it just depends on how it does yep. the first weekend. Okay. And so we do exactly. want people to go. We want people to learn about this. Uh, watch the trailer. I just played a short clip of the trailer to introduce Kevin Sorbo. It's leftbehindmovie.com. Leftbehindmovie.com. Watch the trailer there. Find out where and how to purchase your tickets, too. Um you know, obviously, as we say, you don't have to be a person of faith, but you are a person of faith. And, Kevin, you make yeah. this movie and you make a lot of inspirational movies that do deal with your faith and do deal with Christ. And, you know, left behind rise of the Antichrist is, uh, you know, is, is going to grab people no matter what. But why and how is your faith so important to you in your professional work? Well, you know, it's always been part of my life. I grew up with it, grew up in a small town, Minnesota. I'm a Big Ten guy myself, and uh, it was always in my life. So, um, I don't know if I wear it on my sleeve, but I don't back down from it at all. Uh, I don't admit to being a kind of a perfect person in any way, but um, it's always been there. And uh, when I did that movie, What If, back in 2010, it really sort of opened my eyes to want to go down a different path because you see the anger and the frustration and, and, and uh, you know, violence and over-sexualized and agendas that Hollywood does in everything, whether it's cable, whether it's movies, whether it's television. And I just got to a point of just being tired of it. And I said, you know, I want to do movies that Hollywood used to do. And prior to the 60s, Hollywood always celebrated the good guy winning the, winning the battle. And that all of a sudden, the 60s came along, and we've been doing it ever since for the last 50-plus years, where we celebrate negativity and hatred and anger and violence. And um, I just said, you know, I want to do movies that have hope and love and faith and redemption and laughter. And uh, those are the movies pretty much what I've been doing. And I've got three coming out this year, counting left behind. I've got five more in the can that will be up late this year or early next year. And I've actually booked five more for this year. So knock on wood, I'm staying busy. And I used to get stopped all the time. People saying, hey, you know, Hercules or Andromeda was always top of the list. Eighty percent of the time now people say, keep making more movies like God's Not Dead and Let There Be Light. And those are the movies that we want to see as families. So I'm doing that. And I don't have a $100 million advertising budget like James, you know, Cameron does for Avatar movies, so we got to get it out there, word of mouth, and uh, find radio stations like you giving us a plug. It's got to get out there, word of mouth. That's the only way we can do it.
Well, I'm happy to do it. Not just to promote, you know, the messaging, but I just I like entertainment. Uh, you are you produce incredibly entertaining movies. This one looks phenomenal, so I'm happy to do it. We're talking to Kevin Sorbo, his latest film, which is coming out in limited release on January 26th, premiering in theaters. It's called Left Behind: Rise of the Antichrist. And since we're talking about faith and yours, I'm a big fan of Neil McDonough's work too, and I know he is also a strong man of faith. How how did he feel about playing essentially the Antichrist? Well, I mean, I don't. It, it could be him. We don't really give it away. So, it, oh, okay, it, that was my takeaway from watching the trailer. Maybe people watching the trailer exact, will see exact, something else. There's, so. a, there's, there's a number of characters in this one that you kind of go, "Well, it could be him." Oh, it could be him too. You know, okay. so you you do find out at the end of the movie. There's no question about that. But uh, Neil was Neil's great. He's been a friend for many many years, and we finally got together to do a movie. And actually, we um, he sent me a script that he co-wrote with a buddy of his that we're trying to raise money for right now. And it is a modern-day Cain and Abel, but it's set in the world of Westerns. When I say modern because 1850 is so modern compared to Abel, Cain and Abel. But yeah. it's, uh, he said, he said in this one, Kevin, you're going to be the bad guy. He says, I'm tired of dying in movies. He says, I've been killed 51 times in movies. So he says, it's your turn. So I'm playing, I'm playing the bad guy in the uh, Cain and Abel Western. But uh, we're, we're trying to raise money for that now because it is, it's, it's pretty amazing script. And that's kind I love of the, the concept. Next yeah, yeah I, I love really, the concept. Yeah, I, ho- I hope that's something that we can see soon. Kevin Sorbo is my guest. He stars and directs Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. Kevin, we're in a weird, really weird time right now, and it's a really bad time, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, when there are memes flying around social media of Jesus looking up to heaven uh, to his father God and says, flood it again, uh, it lets you know we got some problems. There are a lot of crazy things happening. There's a lot of division. There's a lot of um, you know fighting and, and wars and so forth. Um, why is this film important at this time, given kind of the, the, the place our culture is? Well, because I think you just said it. I mean, you look at everything that's going on in the world right now, let alone in America, and you look at the leaders of the countries, uh, including America, that are, you know, they believe in socialism, they believe in communism, they believe in control. Uh, government's favorite weapon is fear. And you've seen it played out big time when COVID hit, and it was all about controlling our lives. You know, don't go to church. You can't go to church. It's not essential. Strip clubs are essential, of course, and so is liquor stores. Uh, don't go to parks or outside. Don't exercise. Don't. Oh, my God. Everything they said was the opposite of what we needed to do to get, get past this uh, this whole pandemic. And uh, this movie really sort of fits those times the way they rewrote the script. Uh, Paul Lalonde and um, uh, 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 Jeff Hill, his other writers. So what they're doing is, um, I think, really getting out the positive word out there. And I hope people, when they get home, uh, it continues the conversation. I hope people open up their Bibles. Read the book of Revelation, because it's fascinating. I mean, as my pastor used to say, read Revelation, and it will scare the hell out of you. <laughs> I thought, what a perfect way to say that. And uh, I think this movie's coming around at the perfect time. So I, I think there was a reason why there was a, an eight-year delay. I think it was all set up for this time right now. Wow. Now that, wow, you just blew my mind. That's a really great point. I, I just assume, you know, uh, financing is a, is a matter, you know, casting is a matter, you know, get, getting the right production studio is a matter, uh, you know, in a, in a long delay between, between films, but you just hit it. Maybe it was delayed because this is the right time for it. You know, maybe eight years yeah. ago, it wouldn't have had the impact talking about the rapture, talking about revelations, talking about, you know, the vanishing of millions and so forth. Maybe people need to be in a time like this to really truly understand it and for this to have the impact. Yeah, perfect. You know, in God's timing, right? And sometimes I get impatient with this timing with some of my other movies I'm trying to find funders for. But, um, uh, you know, it's he's not he's not impatient. You know, we are. <laughs> That's of human nature. But 
I think this is coming up perfect. Well, by the way, I do want to give a quick plug in. My wife and I are taking a trip. Um, we're a group, a group of people to Israel in May, May 17th through the 28th. And it's walking the footsteps of Jesus. We only have eight spots open. We're capping it at 60. We did this before, and it's hugely, hugely successful. So go to sorboisraeltrip.com, sorboisraeltrip.com. If you've never been to Israel, look at it as an amazing bucket list trip. It's incredible. I've been over there just recently again, did another documentary last year coming out uh, later this summer, dealing with the tabernacle and, and the uh, and the um, uh, Ark of the Covenant. And so I hope people watch that when it comes out. It's called Quest of the Throne. That won't be out until September, probably. But I hope people join us on the trip and have a, an amazing, amazing 11 days in Israel. I'm glad, glad to get that out there. We'll keep people, people uh, busy on their browsers because they're going to go to that site, and then they're going to go to leftbehindmovie.com, watch the trailer, and figure out how to buy their tickets and get uh, get to see the uh, the film Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. Last, last question for you, Kevin. When We're talking to Kevin Sorbo, the star and director. Um, when you talk about finding funding uh, for various film projects, um, do you find it difficult because of the kind of films you make, and do you find it difficult because... Again, going back to your faith, I think everybody knows, and you know, they talk about woke Hollywood, and they talk about uh, you know left wing Hollywood, and that left wing Hollywood doesn't necessarily take too kindly to you know conservative slash you know Christian principles. Um, do do you find that it's an obstacle for you when you uh, when you try to make films? I don't know if that being being doing a faith based movie is directly responsible for having a hard time finding funding. I, I think a lot of wealthy individuals out there because every time i've funded any of my movies it's always been a god thing it's always been like you know i do a speaking event and one person walks up and i'm doing book signing and say hey uh can you make a movie with this much money i go well yes i can i mean my movie budget's around three million dollars and people go wow a lot of money that's catering budget on pirates of the caribbean i mean those avenger movies cameron's those are 300 million dollar movies and they have a hundred million dollar advertising budget well that's what we got to compete against so Hollywood is winning the cultural war right along with the media that goes right along with them. So we do have a battle on our hands. And uh, I, I wish I mean, people go to SorboStudios.com and get a hold of me that way, SorboStudios.com, if they're interested, because um, I've yet to lose money from my investors. I've done very well with it. Uh, we do you know, do movies under $5 million. They have a much better chance of survival out there than movies that when you get higher uh, budget movies. And um, it's always been, like I said, a God thing to raise money. I don't quite get it why we can't get more people to jump on board. I don't think they understand the process, and I don't think they, they understand the cultural war that Hollywood is winning. Uh, Walt Disney said back in the 1950s that movies and television will influence our youth. Well, I think, uh, you know, 60, 70 years later, uh, Walt Disney was proven very, very accurate with his, his prediction. And um, we got we got a battle on our hands, and I'm going to keep fighting it the way I can. I think this door was open for me to, for a reason, and uh, I'm going to keep going down that path that I've been on. Well, you know, a lot of people say, and I'll paraphrase it, um, you know, big budget movies with massive special effects and all kinds of sound and fury are, are necessary if you don't have a story. Uh, if you've got a lousy story, you, yeah. you cover it with all of those things. You don't need all of those things because you have a phenomenal story, and you have in, in your other movies uh, as well as this one. I think that's the difference, isn't it? Oh, no question. You hit it right in the nail again. I've said that many times. I, you know, I'll go see an Avengers movie. I walk out. It's like a roller coaster ride. I mean, majority of it's visual effect. Um, but there's no, you don't really talk about the character development and talk about the people. I look at the scripts I do as actors' movies. I, I call them that because it's like, it's, it's, it's got character development. You walk out and you identify with somebody in that movie. You adapt, you, you, you recognize the good. You recognize the evil. You recognize the, the storyline or the, the morality of it that they're, you know, the message they're trying to get across. 
get across. I want to keep doing more and more movies. Like I look at Blindside, and Blindside was an amazing movie, and everybody of all walks of life went to it because, yeah, it was a Christian family that takes in this kid that's this African-American kid that goes on having an amazing life and then becomes a Hall of Fame football player. And people say, what a great Christian movie. Well, other people that didn't have that sort of faith said, no, it was a great football movie, a good sports movie, but the reality is the message was still in there. And these are the kind of movies I'm going to do more and more of. My next movie that's coming out in the fall is called Miracle in East Texas. I directed that as well. It's a done movie. It's a true story in 1930 about the largest oil fund in the history of the world. And it has that same kind of message in there, even though anybody all walks can go. And by the way, I think every movie is a faith-based movie. I, atheist, that's a faith. To believe in absolutely nothing, to have that kind of conviction, that's an amazing belief. But the reality is they live without hope in their lives. And I think a lot of people are looking for hope. And I'm hoping the movies that I do give hope to people. It's a great point. You talk about, uh, you know, atheism is a faith. And you know what else is a faith? Um, I believe, and you brought, you spoke extensively on COVID and what was done at that time. Um, I, I think some people actually worship science and scientism in a way as a faith. They put more faith in that than they do in God. They trust in, in, in vaccines or phony vaccines more than they do God's natural immunity in people. But my point or my question is, is any prospect of a movie on COVID-19 and what it did to the country and what it did to the world and moreover what the response to it did to the people? You know, I, I got a documentary out there that deals with that, and uh, I, I would love to do a movie. There's no question about it, because Facebook took me down about two years ago for speaking the truth. And I could say those things today because everything I said back then, now they're going, well, okay, it's not as effective as we thought it was the jab, and now it's down to like, oh, yeah, you can still get it, and you can still spread it, blah, blah, blah. But please take more shots. And, uh, you know, I, I, I said on Twitter, if people can follow me on Twitter, it's K-Sorbs, K-S-O-R-B-S. Um, but on Twitter, I said, I need more conspiracy theories because mine keep coming true. And that was the case. So it's like, well, I said, you know, I, I did, I, I joke. I said, Hey, you want to get rid of COVID? Tell the Clintons COVID's got something on them. You know? So it's, it's, um, amazing how, uh, the response from people, and you get 5% that just are trolls and they're, you know, they just constantly go after me and threaten me and my family and they got nothing better to do with their lives, but they, they, I don't get frightened by people like that. These are sad, sad people that we have to pray for because these are people that are completely lost in their lives. And uh, I'm going to keep on fighting the good fight and um, pe- keep posting funny stuff on Twitter. And, um, you know, we, we got to we have to wake up. I mean, the sheep are going to be sheep. I need to wake up the lions out there and they got to fight back and not be afraid because I get people in the set come up to me all the time and say, hey, thanks for being a voice for us. And I go, you need a voice for yourself. Why do I have to be your voice? Well, we don't want to get blacklisted like you. And I said, yeah, I got blacklisted, but I'm still doing four or five movies a year. I've shot 60-some movies since I got blacklisted, so I'm not unemployed. Yeah, Hollywood's not going to invite me to do big-budget movies anymore, but fine. That's okay with me. Hollywood owes me nothing. I had a great career with, with, you know, seven years on Hercules, five in Andromeda, and uh, I'm just now doing the movies that I want to do, and uh, this this is my calling as far as I'm concerned. Well, you 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 are answering it in an amazing way. Uh, if this is your calling, Kevin. By the way, wait five more years because that would be about eight years. Be, you know, you have eight years between the uh, Left Behind movies. Wait five more years because then, if you do a COVID movie, uh, you'll be able to see what the long term effects are of all of these people who took oh the shots. We don't have the short. Not, you know, I'm right now it's short term. Go ahead. I'm not going to wait that long. But you're right. I mean, why have we not questioned the fact that deaths amongst people 40 years old and younger is up 800%? 800%, Nobody's questioning that? I think we're all questioning it. People are afraid to say what it could be. But when you have all these young people all of a sudden having problems with their hearts, all of them, you're going, okay, maybe we should take a poll of how many people took the shots. But don't talk about that. That's that's misinformation. And you mentioned science, which I love. If 
It, it, what do you mean? People say you can't question the science. That's what science is. It's always questioning. So I thought that was so hilarious, the hypocrisy of people attacking me, saying, you have to follow the science. And another thing that blows me away <laughs> is that people in the left are listening to the government. They're the ones who just say, hey, man, don't listen to the man. You know? <laughs> now they're the ones just jumping in the Fauci bandwagon, uh, even though there's so much proof about what he and Gates are behind here. And uh, I think more and more of that stuff will come out. And it, it, so far it has been. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, when Dr. Fauci says, if you question me, you're questioning science because I am science. That tells oh, you all God. you need to know, especially, like I yeah. said, about the, uh, you know, the worshiping thereof. Kevin yeah, Sorbo, they- the director, the star of um, Left Behind Rise of the Antichrist. Look for this on the web. Uh, go to the uh, website, leftbehindmovie.com. Buy your tickets. Watch the trailer. See if you drew the same conclusion I did, and then find out if you were right when you watch the film. Uh, but this is an incredible uh, uh, film, and uh, I think the entire series is so important for so many kevin thanks for coming on i really appreciate it continued success to you sir awesome thank you so much appreciate it three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.